heard me say it before that strategic planning is a vital part of what we do as an organization that in the fast-paced ever-evolving landscape of business and organizational development how strategic planning is more critical than ever you've heard me say how it's the compass that guides us through uncertainty and helps us navigate toward success. But amidst the charts, the graphs, the data points, there is one skill that is often overshadowed, and that is the art of listening. Well, today we are going to be talking about how listening is a vital part of our strategic planning process and how strategic planning isn't just about creating meticulous roadmaps or forecasting future trends. It's about understanding. And in order for us to understand, we have to listen. My name is Brad, and welcome to The Daily Lead. Well, welcome, everyone. It's hump day here on The Daily Lead. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through our week, and we are halfway through our week in having our special guest on The Daily Lead, the director of a lead, uh, lead organization, Peggy Contos Han. So, Peggy, it's been great having you this week. I've really enjoyed our conversation. So, welcome back. It's Wednesday. You've made it through a half a week uh, here on our podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Brad. It's good to be with you guys today. And uh, I am no. just, I am just excited about this um, part because I I I meant what I said at the beginning. I think listening is often an overshadowed part um, of the strategic planning process. Um, why is it so vitally important? And what does listening bring to the table to help? strategic planning be better yeah so it doesn't matter who you work with for strategic planning it matters who you listen to oh i absolutely. mean that's good. i really That'll mean that. right there <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean it's just if it, you do it yourself hire an outside organization whatever it is you want to do to guide your uh, intentionality but make sure you build in listening uh, and so we recommend three different kinds of listening as you do this listening. I don't think this is uh, shocking. I don't even know who invented this. It's called the three listenings. But um, <laughs> the fact of the matter is listening is key. And it starts honestly with figuring out who's at the table on your team. As you're discerning who sits at the table, you're also choosing whose ears will be listening. So the key uh, to a good listening process is inviting people in to your strategic planning work who have the capacity to park their own agenda in order to hear where God may be calling the congregation. Mm -hmm. I don't say this lightly. This mm -hmm. is hard because in this yeah. day and time, we all have perspectives, right? Right. Correct. And Correct. churches are navigating this all the time. But 
it can't be, it is no more important table than the strategic planning table when it comes to having people who are willing to be learners and who will deeply listen to those around them, including listening to God through scripture and prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start. We start with scripture and prayer. And, you know, I have favorite texts I like to draw on, but really any text that you deeply listen to and wonder, you know, what is God saying to the people in this text and what does that have to do with our day and time is key. I think through practices of listening to God in scripture and in prayer, I mean, really doing that intentionally, it can prepare our ears, our hearts, our minds to think in new ways. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the first step. And I, and I, it's not like a step that you're one and done with. This is a, a place to start that we continue doing. Correct. Um, so there's lots of, of resources to help you think about reading the Bible. So I won't focus on that. But then the question of who do we listen to at church in our own congregation or in our own organization? Or how do we listen as adjudicatory? I mean, you know, that's a good question. The fact is, um, your team that you have formed can discern questions to ask. By the way, we have a list of questions we recommend. And one question I would never ask is like, how do you like the pastor? How do you like the music? It's not that kind of stuff. We want to ask the deeper questions. You're looking for an outward focus and you're looking for meaning as you think about your questions. Mm. But then listen to the congregation I love a survey because while it doesn't capture everyone's thoughts, it does give you some intel and it does invite everyone in the congregation or organization to participate. Certainly in adjudicatory, you can do survey work because we do all that digitally these days. Um, And paper versions can be made available for people who are not wanting to use a digital resource. So, you know, it can be both. We even go so far as to interview people on the phone if they're uh, not able to access uh, digital technology because we want their voices included. Yeah. So there's, yeah. you know, this is a very inclusive survey. We do also encourage um, focus groups, which is really great after the survey because you can then just bring that results from the survey and say, okay, interpret this for us <laughs> and invite the group to make a meaning with you out about what was heard in the survey. So focus groups can be existing groups, or you can form particular groups if you want particular ages, particular ethnicities, that kind of thing. But listening uh, in the organization matters. People support what they help create. They absolutely do. And if we bypass the chance of listening to the people in our congregation or our organization or our judicatory, they're not going to care what's in the plan. Right. right. So this is how Absolutely. you get buy in. Yeah. And in adjudicatory, this kind of focus group listening can happen on Zoom, just like we're doing now with particular interest groups in the adjudicatory. And that is fun work. Uh, I've done quite a bit of that. Finally, though, the listening everybody is transformed by the most, but dreads doing it first is listening to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pastor Brad, the number one question we're asked is the same question that Jesus was asked, who is my neighbor? Good grief. People are are so reluctant to listen to their neighbors, right? 
And what I find is there are some congregations who will say, well, we'll go, you know, out this door and listen to those neighbors, but we're not going to go to the people on the other side of the building. You know, like they will have a preferred audience to listen to and an audience they would uh, prefer to ignore. I mean, mm -hmm. I would just be direct about that. Yeah. Oh, but this listening in the neighborhood is the most transformative, even more transformative than scripture, because it's where scripture comes to life. Exactly. So as we hear the hopes and dreams, and by the way, I'm not talking about knocking on doors. I think that's fine, but most people wouldn't want to do that. And most people who open the door wouldn't be excited to see you. So we prefer listening uh, to local leaders who represent people groups that know something about the constituency of the neighborhood. Right. 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 So this can be schools. It can be um, other, other churches, other nonprofits, the YMCA, a local organizations, realtors, the chamber of commerce in a small town. I mean, there's lots of options. Um, we've got a list of those and we have questions. And if you were working with us, we would practice on how to listen in the neighborhood. But since, you know, I don't know if you'll work with us or not, here's my number one tip that I, I would be wrong not to say. When you go to listen in the neighborhood, you do not offer to fix problems that people may, may say that they have. Like we are not the answer people and we cannot solve every pain that we will discover in our neighborhood. What we can do is listen. And we can honor the pain of the people. And it may end up being part of our future, but we don't know that yet. Right. Yeah, right. So when you exactly. hear te teachers talk about um, hungry children, nobody wants hungry children. But we can't sign up to feed those kids yet until we know if that's in our plan. Right. Yeah. Or when we hear whatever else it might be. The fact of the matter is you're going to hear way more than you can ever respond to. Mm -hmm. I think it's one reason we resist listening because we know that's going to be true. And we know we can't sign up to fix it all. And you know what? We can't. We shouldn't. Uh, we don't even know what our part is yet. But by listening in the neighborhood, your eyes will be open about the potential of your ministry. And we can discover together where God's unique call is for your congregation. Now, I have to say this because Pastor Brad goes to Ethiopia. So I would be remiss in not saying this. Your neighborhood might be global. It right? might be. Yes, absolutely. It might be as big as going from Cyprus, Texas over to uh, Ethiopia. You never know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and Christ never... did not define neighbor in terms of proximity. No. He defined it in terms of mercy um, as what we yes. often miss, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a moral dilemma more than it is a geographic situation, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. Where is God calling you? And frankly, you guys, don't think for a minute that everything's fine and nobody needs you. I just want to say that is the biggest cop out. I hear it all the time. <laughs> you know, nobody really needs us. They don't need to use our building. They don't need anything <laughs> we have to offer. And I'm just thinking, yeah, it's time to go listen again. We didn't yeah. get deep enough in, right? Yeah. But I get it. I get the resistance to this. It breaks your heart sometimes. I mean, it can it can really hurt. So, um, 
but Peggy, out of that, what I found out of that can, yeah. can come what you, uh, I, I often find what breaks your heart is often what drives yeah. um, your compassion. It's what drives um, your mission. It can drive your vision um, because it comes out of a place of that emotional connection, right? Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, I often tell people, people are like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, wh where to focus my life. I don't know what to, to do. And I'm like, well, what breaks your heart? You know, what right. is it, that, what is it that keeps you up at night? What, what breaks your heart? And, you know, oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, it can be as simple as I hate seeing stray dogs on the side of the road. Okay. Then go do that. Go help. You know, this is, Ooh. this is right on. Yeah. This is exactly where you figure out. So this listening will drive the planning process. Is exactly. The point, right. Exactly. And without doing that, I mean, we are so stuck and, and our creativity is so limited, mm -hmm. but not only will we have a vision, a God revealed vision based on that heartbreak. Cause you're right. Pastor Brad, that's exactly right. Not only will we have the vision, but actually the spirit will make the way somehow it is true. Yeah. Have story after story of small congregations doing big things because they trusted that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, like, like Joy Rains in Edgewater, Maryland, that is taking on the opioid addiction in their community. This is not a large congregation, but they're remarkable. And I am so grateful to have had the chance of working with them. So I don't know. Um, how people can do strategic planning without listening beyond the walls. I mean, literally beyond. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do I it. don't either. I don't either. Yeah, do it. Well, don't be afraid to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I, you know, I'm I'm reminded of a quote um, about strategic planning and listening. It, it, it went something like, um, uh, Strategic planning is a collaborative dance that requires us to attune our ears to the melodies of diverse perspectives. Mm. And that is like stuck with me. That's um, beautiful. And um, yeah, because, you know, when we truly listen, you gain insights. All of these things that we're talking about, Peggy, it, it's it's the stuff that data alone cannot provide us. <laughs> that's right. right boy is that true the yes stuff behind the data you right. know and data might not move uh, a whole lot of people but i guarantee you the stories behind the data will move people yes absolutely that that's part of the listening right is it gives yeah. us the stories to share it absolutely does you know in the innovative uh strategic planning we do it always grows out of this kind of listening, yeah. right? Innovation yeah. has got to include hearing diverse voices. There's no other way. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, well, thanks for giving a lot, me the Peggy. chance to talk yeah, about this. Absolutely. Those. This is great. This is a great uh, yeah. conversation today. I truly appreciate it. Um, and if you, if you uh, enjoyed today's episode and you know someone who needs to hear this, please take some time to share this episode with them. And as always, if you can take just a few seconds to go down and hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to and leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate that. It just helps other people find um, the podcast easier um, as it moves us up in the algorithm in, in the podcast store. So it just takes a few seconds and uh, we would be ever so honored if you would do that. 
And as always, The Daily Lead is a podcast of the Lead Organization. Lead is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect leaders to one another in order to grow and to learn and seeks to connect congregations to their communities. So head on over to leadconnects.org. That's leadconnects.org and see all the amazing tools and resources they have to help you and your organization grow and to learn. And as always, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, GSB Fundraising. If you're a leader and need help in the areas of of, excuse me, stewardship of capital campaigns, and we're talking about strategic planning all this time, <laughs> I'm stuck on it, uh, stewardship of uh, capital campaigns, fundraising, head on over to gsbfundraising.com, that's gsbfundraising.com, and they'll be glad to help you out. Well, that's all for today's episode, everyone. We'll see you back here again tomorrow, where we'll welcome Peggy Kantos-Han back. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.